So hi and welcome to Thinking Out Loud. I'm Riaz Safi. In the last two episodes, we spoke about various aspects of health, like sleep and how sleep is a superpower and diet. And the saying is true, you are what you eat. On today's episode, we chat about exercise and fitness. I'm super excited to have Mo Kessem with us right here on Thinking Out Loud. Now, Mo has been a fitness and lifestyle instructor uh, with over 21 years of experience in the industry and who understands everything starts in the mind. So we welcome on Thinking Out Loud today, uh, Mo Kessem. Welcome to Thinking Out Loud. Thank you so much for having me, Riaz. It's really a pleasure to be here. Certainly, it's great to have you with us on uh, the podcast today. So now, the excuse that I make, and most people, uh, I'm sure you come across it all the time, we all lead super busy lifestyles. And fitting in a few minutes to exercise into our daily routine is a big chore for most people. Now, look at yourself as an example. You're a super busy individual, training clients, making public appearances, and now even recording this podcast with us. How do you fit in exercise in your daily routine? Very simple. This is the easiest way I'm going to explain it to you. We have 24 hours in a day, and each one of us has 24 hours. So let's say we sleep for eight of those hours. Yes. Right? That's going to leave us worth how many hours after that? That's uh, 16 hours left. Mm -hmm. So we work for another eight hours, leaves us with another eight hours left in the day. Right? Yes. Um, we sit in traffic for two hours, leaves us with six hours in the day. Uh, we sit on our phones, uh, watching TV, Netflix uh, for another four hours, which still leaves us with time left in our day. What are we doing with our time? So you telling me in all this time in the day where we have time to sleep, we have time to eat, we have time to sit in traffic, we have time to work, we have time to do all of that. We can't find 30 minutes to look after the most important instrument that we were given, one that cannot be replaced, one that is not, we're not able to trade it in for a new one. This is something that we keep with us from the moment we're born till the moment we leave this earth. So it's so important that in those 24 hours, we find the time to do this. So there's no excuse as I don't have enough time because there's always time and there's always a way to make time. So, but how do you motivate someone that tells you that? Because, I mean, I must be honest with you, it's, it's in our minds, isn't it, that we're too busy after we've worked, uh, like you say, eight hours, we sit in traffic for a couple of hours, we come home, we just want to Netflix and chill. And I'm not saying, I'm saying add that into your schedule as well. Even if you add two, maybe even four hours of that, we're still going to have an hour left in the day. Yes. To be able to do it. So I know what you're trying to say is how do I, how do I get up and make myself move where all I want to do is put my feet up and relax after a long, hard day. So why not do it first thing in the morning then, before you start your day? Interesting that you say that. During the lockdown, um, of course, um, I had a couple of months where I was super lazy because we don't get to go to the gym. Yeah. And then I was thinking of every other reason uh, in terms of not being able to uh, exercise, etc. And then one day I realized, you know what, uh, I, it, I really feel like I'm missing something. And I said, no, every morning before I start work, um, I do. I am part of the 5 a.m. club, by the way. I enjoy getting up oh, super yeah. early. <laughs> and then I thought, <laughs> instead of sitting and scrolling to, uh, through social media, 
why not fit in an hour of exercise? And I just do it about six days a week. Uh, rather, I, I lie about that, five days a week. <laughs> and it fits in pretty well. It's exactly that. The thing is, we only use excuses because we are lazy to do it. There's no other reason. Not having time, being too busy, being too exhausted. Those are not excuses. The only excuse that we have is that we are lazy. And if we can get stop being lazy and start understanding how important it is to move this machine that we have, because if you leave it dormant and if you just sit and do absolutely nothing, muscle is a very simple thing, use it or lose it. When you start getting those aches in your joints and those pains in your joints, it's because the muscles surrounding the joints aren't strong enough. We are not moving. Um, I mean, just in the Quran itself, where, where Allah talks about, um, I built you in the best of postures. We weren't built in this posture of just sitting down or laying down and doing nothing. We were built in this posture of standing upright. That's the posture we were built in. And it's the best of postures, which means we were built to walk. We were built to move. And if we just look at our Salah, for instance, um, just the movements in it, it uses every joint, every muscle, every bit of us is used just for our prayers alone. So doesn't that show you the importance of our body? It certainly does. And now that you're talking about sitting in activity, uh, there's a whole lot of things in the health industry that have been thrown around, uh, around the fact that you have to do 10,000 steps a day. Uh, we, 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 the, the reality is we are living sedentary lifestyles, dormant during the day, and then we have this huge meal at night, and then we relax in front of the TV or on social media. And I think it's important that we change that uh, simply because I myself am um, behind my computer eight hours a day. And what I've done now is I've got a watch. So I've uh, put a, a reminder every hour to at least get up and uh, do a couple of steps. And it's very important. So the 10,000 steps a day and that, I mean, it's, it's just... It's just a number that they've thrown out there. But yes. yes, it is important to move. So if you're sitting at your desk for half an hour and you're feeling neck pain and a bit of shoulder pain and we're feeling all these aches and pains, it's our body telling us pain is just our body's way of giving us a phone call or a notification just to say, hey, listen, I need you to do something because I'm feeling something here and something's not right here. Pain is not there for no reason. It's only there because there is something that is not right and it needs to be fixed. So if we're getting pain in our joints, we need to start moving the muscles around those joints. We need to start feeding those joints correctly. We need to start to listening to our bodies as instruments. The way you're going to get a notification on your phone, the first thing you're going to pick up is go into that notification and see what it's about. That's exactly what pain is. It's our notifications for our body. So if you're getting a pain somewhere, do something about it. And that should be your motivation enough because once a part of your body gives up, you are not going to be able to, to trade it in and get a new one. It doesn't work like that. I must be honest with you. Personally, once I'm over all my excuses and start working out, I feel much better. Why is that? So scientifically, um, our body releases dopamine and our body releases endorphins. Um, so when we train, uh, our reward center starts releasing this dopamine and you basically feel happy as if you had won a competition or something. You've achieved something. And just by, just by moving, which is, again, like I'm telling you, your body it sends out notifications. One of the notifications are sort of like the like button is on Facebook. You put a picture up, you get a like button, you get happy. You do an exercise, your body sends you a like button, you feel happy. It's exactly the same way that it works. And you start getting addicted to it. So yes, there's a bit of pain initially and it's a bit tedious to get to the gym and then you start enjoying it. 
And then you start looking at yourself and seeing results. And then you get addicted to this thing. And then training just becomes like breathing. And it's just another part of your day that you cannot do without. Very, very inspirational indeed. And, and well said. I like the like thing because that clicks with me in my mind. Is yes. working out in, we spoke about this earlier, get your workout in the morning if you can't fit it throughout the day. But is working out in the morning better for you or in the evening or in the afternoon? What's the best time to work? Uh, it's it's diff- different preferences. Personally, I'm a person who prefers working out as soon as I wake up. Um, I feel that my muscles are rested and then I can feed my body throughout the entire day. Where there's other people who feel they want to feed their body through the entire day before they actually work out. That is entirely up to you just very important that you actually get the workout in the 24-hour period. Do I need to work out every day? No, you don't. And you don't need to work at 100% every day either. This is the theory that I have. So you go into the gym and you hear these sayings, uh, leave everything at the gym or go big or go home and leave, uh, go 100% in the gym. It's not that. If you're going to go 100% every day at the gym, you're going to need a day in between each day for recovery which means you'll probably get about three workouts in a week, which means you'll get 150 workouts in a year. Mm-hmm. Or you can go at 70 to 80% every day, go about six times a week to the gym because you don't need that recovery day in between, that, that intense recovery day in between. Now you're going six times a week, you're going almost 300 times in the year. In that 300 times, you can go 50 times when you go 100% because you'd be able to because you're consistently going at 70, 80, 70, 80 And that would be the right way to train. Don't burn yourself out. Don't go in there and kill yourself to a point where you can't even walk out of the gym. We don't need to do that. We're not competing. This is just for health purposes. So don't kill yourself. Enjoy your gym session. Don't be so out of breath that you can't walk. And then you have those days where you want to kill yourself. Go ahead and do it. It's okay. But go at 70 to 80% on average for the entire year. Get 300 sessions in on the year, in the year. Uh, like you say, you rest, uh, you train five days, you rest two days. Rest is part of the program as well. We all know um, you had a program on sleep. Um, recovery is very important in terms of muscle growth, in terms of weight loss, in terms of curing all diseases within your body as well. So it all works together. And, and as we go on, I'm going to explain to you exactly why I say it all works together. How long do I need to work out for? Um, anywhere from 20 to about 45 minutes. For it to be effective. For it to be effective. If you get your heart rate pumping for 20 minutes a day, that's more than enough to keep your cardiovascular system going, give you a good healthy heart as well. Um, Like I say, you don't need to kill it for hours. Do not go more than one hour in the gym. The body goes into a catabolic state. And what that means, it's going to start eating your muscle up and it's just going to cause damage in your body in the long run. So maximum one hour, minimum 20 minutes. Now, that's interesting that you say that because, I mean, you, we all on social media and especially on Instagram, you'd see everyone showing off their workouts and how long they work out for and how they're building all these six packs and uh, bodies and et cetera. So you sitting there thinking, oh, now I'm going to have to work out a lot more to get there. And, and it's creating, what's the word I'm looking for? It creates a um, false sense of belief. There we go. That's, there you go. Yes. It's exactly that. They ask, uh, you, you're running a podcast now, right? And there's many guys who run successful podcasts. I mean, Joe Rogan comes to mind right now, right? Yes. Um, successful podcasts with millions of subscribers. But in order to get there, you have to put in the effort. 
in order to get there, you got to do it week in and week out, day in and day out, planning, getting the right people on board, getting the right nutrition in, in the gym. These people, this is their living. We cannot look at, um, at someone on Instagram who is completely filtered or their job is to show off their six pack just to sell supplements. We cannot look at them as a basis for comparison. You got to walk in a shopping mall and then see how many of those people you actually see in real life. I actually haven't seen any, to be honest with you. So yes, we see it on Instagram. It's, it's a false sense. These guys, this is their living. It's like a professional footballer. None of us are going to be able to walk on the field and fill the boots of Lionel Messi. He does it day in and day out. This is his job. This is their job as well. So don't try and achieve that. Look at yourself. Set yourself a realistic goal. Small goals at a time. I want to lose one kilo a week. Work on that one kilo a week. Then you get down to the basic um, weight that you want to actually be. And then you say, okay, now I want to build a bit of muscle. Make it a lifestyle. It's not something that you need to chase. It's something that you just need to work towards slowly. When you start the fitness journey, you will never be where you want to be. Remember that. So, so you'll never actually get to that point where you say, I'm satisfied. Even those guys on those pictures are not satisfied with where they are, which is why they keep on going. And that's the motivation that we use. So, Enjoy every workout. It's a journey. Enjoy the journey. There's no destination yet. I like that because it reminds me of the fact that, uh, you know, it, it's like life. You know what? We never know what's going to happen uh, because we're all certain at the end we all have to go. That's the one yeah, it's certainty. Exactly that. It's exactly that. But uh, can I just stop you there one second? We all have to go, right? Yes. But, and this is what I ask everyone because they tell me, you know, you don't want to eat this piece of cake. You know, you only love once and you only uh, you know, enjoy <laughs> life. I, I yes. want to enjoy life. There's no doubt. But my question is, it's not if I die tomorrow. My question is, what if I die when I'm 80? I don't want to have complications in those last years of my life. I don't want to have sicknesses. You know, I read something, I must have been about 10 years old when I read this, and it stuck with me all my life. It said, if you don't make time for health in your youth, make time for illness in your old age. And it stuck with me because I know we're all going to die, but what if? We live till we're 80. Do you want to be bedridden with diabetes from 60 till 80, uh, an amputated leg, um, prosthetic leg because of that, uh, bound to a wheelchair, obese, sitting with all these diseases? No, you don't. And the only way to combat that is us at our age to be able to look after ourselves going forward. And it's the only way that it's actually going to be uh, work for us. Very inspirational indeed and thought-provoking. Now, if I, for example, if a person listening to this podcast never trained in their life, they just sit in front of the TV, they just cannot find the motivation to get up and get moving. What would you say to them? Well, where can they start? On your sofa. Why are you watching TV? Why are you watching TV? Raise your hands up and push it up 10 times and take a break. And every time an advert comes on or every time a, a season ends or a series in the season ends, you do another 10 more. You're on your sofa. You're not moving anywhere else, but your body's moving. And you're starting because all of a sudden, the movement feels good. And wait, now my legs want to move. So now in between every episode, you're going to do 10 squats. Or in every 10 minutes in an episode or in a movie, you're going to do 10 squats. And then you're going to do 10 sit-ups. You're on your sofa. You're watching your TV. You're exercising. You're moving. And then you're getting this feeling inside of you that you've never had before. The, uh, the, the feeling of, of being lethargic is going away. Yes. I'm feeling happy from exercising. I never thought that would be possible. Wait, what, what is this? Okay, 10 squats can turn to 20 squats. 
or 20 shoulder pumps or breathing exercises or techniques or stretch or something. And now all of a sudden you're starting to feel this, this energy that's inside of you and, and you're getting this glow on your face and wait, I mean, God forbid you lose two kilos in a week doing just that. <laughs> then, then what? Now all of a sudden the most demotivated person in the world is motivated to do something. You're so right. yeah, I mean, it just starts with Start movement. Eh? Small, small yeah, and it just starts, it starts with movement. You know, some people wouldn't do exercise at all if the refrigerator wasn't far away from the TV. Eh? <laughs> Especially the working uh, at home people, myself included. Uh, because yeah, listen, we, 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 all were, we all were confined to our spaces in, in home. And what was nice about um, lockdown is that it proved to us that you don't need a gym to move. You don't need a gym to be fit. Your body is an instrument on its own. Your body is a piece of equipment on its own. There's so many things that you can just do with the body alone that you don't need anything else for. So yes, if you're intimidated to go to the gym or if you feel weightlifting is not for you or if you feel um, you know the gym is dirty or whatever it is, that, that, that the excuses that you're using, you can do it in the comfort of your own home. Your body is your instrument. Your body is your piece of equipment. Your body is everything that you need. That brings me to something I've been thinking about. So there's obviously body weight training that you can do. There's cardio, there's weights that people talk about, there's stretching, there's resistance training. How do you find an exercise that you enjoy from these? Because I must be honest with you, if I look at myself as an example, yeah, last year or the year before, the thing I only did when I went to the gym because I needed my points for vitality. I used to go and do 30 minutes uh, on the cross trainer. And uh, that was it, just cardio. And yes, I felt good after that, but I felt like I was getting bored after a while. Yeah, so, so that's the beauty part about the gym and about exercise is that there are so many different variations. So if you get bored with that, try weight training. And if you get bored with that, try CrossFit. And if you get bored with that, get on the bike and cycle. Get on the road and run. Do whatever you want as long as you're moving. I'm not, I'm not one who's confined to only one way of training. I personally love weight training. It's been my thing for many, many years. But you want to run, run. You want to cycle, cycle. You want to swim, swim. But just keep moving. That's the most important. So if you're bored of something and it's becoming a monotonous chore, then your body, it's your body's way of telling you, you reach the plateau, this is not going to work for you. Very important that you change it and, and you start believing that the next thing you're going to do is going to work better because, you know, if the mind believes it, the body's going to achieve it. Now, once you try start getting active and you enjoying a little bit of what you're doing, let's say you go for a walk every day for five days, 30 to 45 minutes. And now, how do you level, uh, go up to the next levels? Uh, you, your body will allow you to because you'll get fitter. So yes. you'll understand exactly like how you were doing on the, on the cross trainer for half an hour. You got bored because you got fitter. And it wasn't the resistance that you required. And then the endorphins that were being released weren't as much as the previous time before. So you need to find something that makes you release more endorphins. So you push yourself harder. But this time, you're allowed to push yourself harder because you're fitter. And the body allows you to actually do it. So it's actually a beautiful process that starts off with you not being able to do a single thing to being able to transform your body completely. Now, something that I, uh, I'm using myself as an example here, simply to uh, paint a story yeah. to people as well. Uh, at one stage, uh, I really hated weightlifting as well when I just started off. 
And then I slowly got into it, but something I really enjoyed, and, and the point I'm trying to make is find something that you enjoy, was uh, kickboxing. And I must be honest, God, I love that. I can do that anytime. <laughs> Listen, fantastic. And it's a brilliant, brilliant way of exercising, using your entire body. Your cardiovascular system is getting a workout there as well. The heart's pumping nicely. Uh, shoulders are burning. Legs are burning. Great workout. Nothing wrong. Find what you love and to go for it, and then start excelling at that. So you love kickboxing, right? You start at a beginner level, and then you're getting a bit better. So you go to more an intermediate level, and then you get higher and higher and higher, and you're really starting to enjoy it. The beauty part of training is you can always push yourself a bit more. So you know when I spoke about the 70 to 80%, mm-hmm. your 70 to 80% today is going to be very different to your 70 to 80% a year from now. Yes. So a year from now, your 70 to 80% is going to be about 150% of what you can do today because you will get stronger. Tell us a story about a client that you motivated without naming them, of course. Uh, no, 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 of course. I had a client who came in. Oh, she, was, she, was, she was well overweight. Um, couldn't plank. Um, I'm sure you know what a plank is. Um, she couldn't plank for more than... Seconds you can ever count. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't plank for more than two seconds, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was about two seconds. Um, everything was, no, I don't want to do this. No, I can't do this. No, no, no. Um, I'm not capable of doing this. Uh, it was just very a very negative mindset. And I decided to change it where every time she said no, she had to do one burpee. And we know how everyone loves burpees. Oh. So <laughs> she had to do one burpee every time. Uh, today, she can do two to 300 burpees in a session, 40 odd kilos down, doesn't say no for a single thing, pushes herself beyond. And I mean, this is within two to three years, she's already transformed like that. So, uh, I mean, what people believe they can achieve and what the body can actually achieve is two completely different things. So it comes a lot to mindset, doesn't it? Oh, no, it comes everything to mindset. Everything's in, in the mind, you know. Um, for me, um, I might be a, a trainer, a personal trainer when it comes to the body and showing people what exercises to do. But uh, as the name says, it's motivation. You know, it's not just about the body. It's about getting this right. If this is right, everything else follows. So when you walk into motivation, um, I'm going to get your mindset right first. Um, forget everything else. The body is just a byproduct of what's going to happen to you. It's all about changing the mindset. And I mean, if you can speak to any of my clients, if I get testimonials from them, they'll tell you it's more the mindset that changed more than the body that actually, the body was just a byproduct that followed. So get the mind right and everything else follows. You know, what we put in our mouth will feed our body. And what we put in our eyes and ears is going to feed our mind. So always remember that. It's very important. Now, a lot of times when we look at media and um, on social media and everything around us, it's all about, uh, I think, the health industry, you in it for 21 years, you'd understand. I think it's the industry that you can possibly make the most amount of money because everyone every week comes up with a... Uh, do uh, this and you can lose five kilos or drink this tea and you can... Yeah, yeah. Uh, lick an apple on day one, chew it on day <laughs> two and swallow it on day three, right? Um, <laughs> yes, you could do yeah, so, so unfortunately, I'm not one of those who's in it just to make the money. Um, well, fortunately, actually, uh, and I wish there were more of me when it comes to that because um, the body, the body is, a, is a beautiful beautiful instrument and if you're going to starve it obviously you are going to lose weight so if you're going to be drinking these crazy products that are 
assisting you in losing weight or these, these crazy diets that don't allow you to eat for seven days or whatever it may be, you're going to lose weight because you are in a calorie deficit. I mean, that's, it's no secret. If you're in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. Why do it in such an unhealthy way? Because when you do start eating again, and most people who've been on this diet and lost miraculously 10 kilos in two weeks have put on 10 kilos in a week after that and another 10 the week after that. And this is what happens with this fair diet. So it's a very simple thing. Um, stay in a calorie deficit. So for instance, uh, let me just give an example. If you burn off 2,000 calories a day, um, your maintenance calorie intake will be 2,000 calories of food every single day. If you eat 2,000 calories of food, you'll maintain your weight. If you go 500 below that, so 1,500 calories of food, you have to lose weight. Even if you're eating a pizza a day that has 1,500 calories, you will lose weight. Yes. Make no mistake. You will lose weight because you're burning off 2,000, you're eating 1,500. Now you want to put on weight, 2,000 is your, your maintenance calorie intake, you go to 2,500 and you will put on weight. It's that simple. It gets a bit tricky when we start talking about our proteins and our carbs and our fats and, and getting into the diet aspect of it. Then you want to build muscle, you want to tone up, you want to, so then you need to start getting your, your, um, your macros in order, which is your protein, your carbs, and your fats. And then it gets more intricate where it can go to your micros, where it's all your vitamins and your potassium and all of that. Um, but the simple thing, if you're just looking to lose weight, Drop your calorie intake. There's many apps where if you take a photo of a barcode, it will tell you how many calories is in that meal. Start there. Don't worry about all these fair diets. Try that for 12 weeks, and I guarantee you, you'll lose almost a kilo a week just being in a 500-calorie deficit. Amazing, amazing stuff indeed. Now, what type of training does one have to do to lose weight besides the eating um, part? Like I said, um, there, there's... Yeah, training, of course, is your preference, but the heart, the heart rate, that, uh, and the way your heart beats, that's exactly where you're losing fat, right? So we've got three different stages of the heart, the heart rate. Um, we're looking at 60 to 100, which is your resting phase. So yeah, every human being is looking at 60 to 100 beats per minute resting. And then you've got 100 to about 150, which is your fat burning phase. So your body actually takes your fat and uses it as energy. And then you've got 150 plus, which is your cardio phase. So at the cardio phase, your body actually doesn't burn any fat. So don't think that you're getting over 150 consistently, you're burning fat. What's happening there is you're working your cardiovascular system, you'll get a lot fitter. So very important to, during your training session, try and average below 150, but above 120. And that's going to be your fat burning zone that you want to stay in. That's if you just want to lose fat. If you want to get fitter, of course, take it up over 150 and work on your cardiovascular. Why is stretching also an important part of exercise? Because I, I very often notice, um, like, I'll take myself as an example again here. When I go to the gym and you just do your uh, your cross trainer, etc., and after that you just decide to go, and then next day you feel all these aches and joints <laughs> and all that. So, why is the stretching also an important aspect of uh, exercise? So, when we're training, our muscles actually contract and they get a lot tighter. So, for instance, if your muscle is here and, and it's really tight, it's going to start pulling, even if it's one millimeter onto your joint, it's pulling that millimeter out of place. And what happens with that? is then it causes that ache and pain until the muscle actually relaxes. So what stretching does is it 
loosens up that muscle so that it allows full flexibility of the joint and full use of the muscle as well. So very important that we do stretch it out um, and you get that full use of your muscle. Of course, when we're doing weight training as well, your form is very important to get the full um, range of motion. Where the muscle stretches, you need to stretch it out completely so that you get full movement of your joints and the muscles not restricting that joint from moving completely. So that's where stretching comes in. It really, really does make a lot of, lot of sense. I must be honest with you, you don't have to do uh, extravagant stuff. It's simple uh, stretches. In fact, uh, that's, that's, that's exactly the word we ask. It's simple. Diet is simple. Training is simple. Keep it simple. The body doesn't get confused. It will respond quickly. Now, something that's been working on my mind a lot, especially uh, during this COVID-19 period that started almost a year back, of many people have been going through a lot of distress, anxiety. How does exercise help mental health? So when you stress, you release cortisol, right? Cortisol is the stress hormone in your body that makes you feel like crap, actually. It depresses you, brings you down, takes you to the point of burnout, when you release endorphins, it's fighting this off here. And when we exercise, like we explained before, we're releasing these endorphins and you're feeling better and it's fighting off the stress hormone. And I mean, it's very simple. Uh, you know, I, I always make this joke where I say that guys go to the bar to relieve their stress. I go to the bar in the squat rack. That's where my bar is. Because when there's a weight of the world on your shoulders, just do a squat. It's that simple. So start training, start feeling good, start, start releasing endorphins, start finding, um, find a purpose, you know, set a goal. It's so important to set goals. You know, um, if we're not going to set a goal, we're just going to be like a, a ship that's in a harbor, but with no captain and no crew or anything, that ship won't even be able to leave the harbor, you know? So set a goal, get your crew, get your ship, get your captain, get the direction, get the destination, Set these small goals for yourself and exercise is the easiest way to start setting these goals because you see the results on yourself personally and it helps you feel better. It relieves stress. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, for me, it's been a major cure for anxiety. I mean, all of us have personal problems that we go through in that. But whenever I have an issue, and this is why I give so much back to the gym because the gym helped me through really tough periods in my life. And I feel that I've helped so many people, not myself personally, but showing them what to do and how to exercise and, and they then doing it and feeling amazing and, and changing their entire life because of it. You understand the beauty of what the gym actually does, what fitness does, what exercise does and what health does for you. Because, I mean, wealth and happiness is absolutely nothing if we don't have our health. Motivation is certainly what we love right here on Thinking Out Loud. And as we said over the last couple of episodes, we were speaking about health. We've discussed sleep and why that's a superpower. And you should be getting about seven or more hours of sleep uh, a night. Uh, we then spoke about diet. Yes, you are what you eat. So make sure that, yes, you can have all those things that you want to cheat on, etc. But make sure that you have a good calorie deficit as well if you're aiming to lose weight. And let's tie all this up with exercise, Bo. So I have this, um, this triangle that I always talk about. It's an electrical circuit. And we all know how the electrical circuit works, right? So we've got a switch, and we can switch the switch on the whole day. And the switch is our gym. We can train the whole day. On and off and on and off. But if there's no power running behind that switch, forget it. 
we're not going to have anything. Am I right? So the power yeah. behind the switch, the power behind your switch is your diet. So again, on and off the whole day, you've got the power running behind your switch, but the light's still not coming on. And there's one aspect that's missing, and that's the globe. And the globe is your sleep. And without either uh, any one of these three aspects, the electrical circuit doesn't work. You need to have all three working together. When the switch goes on, the power runs, and the globe is there, and the light goes on. Very simple. Make sure that you have all three in order, in order for this to work properly. Take one out, forget it. It's not going to work. So, like you said, sleep is so powerful and getting the correct sleep. And, I mean, we can go into a whole different discussion of how important for me, probably the most important of this electrical circuit, because the day our lights don't work and the load shedding aside, um, <laughs> when you switch the switch on and the light's not working, you go and see the globe first. So why don't you sort your sleep out first? And then if the switch is not working, you sort the power behind the switch out. And that's your diet. And lastly, you sort the actual switch out, which is the gym. But make sure that you have all three. Otherwise, this will not work. So very important, like an electrical circuit, get it all in order. Thank you, Mo Kesem. You certainly have motivated us right here on uh, thinking out loud. And uh, we certainly going to be implementing a lot of that. I'm sure the people are going to love the motivation behind this episode. And please do share this with all your friends and family. And uh, certainly spread the word. It's certainly worth your time uh, to listen to this motivational podcast that we've uh, had on, on exercise and uh, fitness. Well, how do people follow you on um, social media? Uh, it's Motivation Essay on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, it's M-O-E, Motivation Essay. Um, yeah, just give me a follow on there and I share all my content. I'm, I'm always putting out motivational videos, um, uh, fitness regimes, uh, diet tips, uh, whatever we can put out there just to help everyone. Uh, drop me a message as well if you have any queries and we'll always, always get back to you regarding it. You know, wherever we can help anyone getting through this difficult period, we're all in this together. And we all human beings and being human is such an important thing, such an important aspect. And I think we forget that in our busy times where we get caught up in everything. So let's help the next person with whatever knowledge that we can, we can share with them. It's so important. Thank you so much. Riaz, thank you so much for having me. It was absolutely wonderful. Good luck with everything. Over the next couple of weeks, we feature a variety of guests who will help us find answers to questions we often think about but really ask on Thinking Out Loud. This is Riyal Safi saying thank you so much for listening. Till the next episode, bye for now. Mm-hmm.